Welcome to the Taz Show Podcast. We pulled the audio from earlier in the show. If you're listening around 710... <laughs> And I should have known better. Uh, we're giving away Amy Schumer tickets. She's very funny. She was in the movie Trainwreck. So we thought, hey, let's have let's go to the phones. Let's have some listeners tell us stories about times in their life that they felt like a train wreck, thinking we'd get some fun, lighthearted, embarrassing stories. We got one. We got one, a good one. A guy, uh, he, he was trying to impress a girl after having a couple of beers, and he stripped down naked and rolled down a hill in the snow, and at the bottom of the hill, there was a cop there. He got handcuffed. Ha, ha, ha. The cop let him go. They had a good laugh about it. Funny that's a, story. That's a train wreck. Train wreck. We gave him the tickets. Well, we had this other guy call in, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> Ten years ago now, maybe, uh, just entering London, I, I got a call from my uh, ex-girlfriend telling me, I can't handle your son, come and get him. So I'm like, okay, heading down here to London, told my brother we're heading out. He goes to the liquor store, grabs two bottles of uh, vodka, 40 ounces. Uh-huh. So we drink two bottles of vodka going from uh, Gravenhurst to Toronto. Let's take a little pause. Time out from the story. Um, his son's living with his girlfriend. Come pick him up. So his first instinct is to go to the liquor store and get two forties of vodka. And they drink the vodka. On the way. Between Gravenhurst and Toronto. How, how long is that drive, Dev? That's like factoring in traffic. That's about two hours. So in two hours, they have each Maybe. consumed a 40. They've consumed a 40. And now his whole thing is, by the time they get to Toronto, so they've polished that off in advance of arriving. So it's two hours to London from Gravenhurst? No, two hours to, sorry, two hours to Toronto. Two hours to Toronto. So yeah. within two hours, yeah. they have drank two 40s of vodka. Okay, continue, Randy. Do right. you have a designated driver? I hope so. We're not going to reward your behavior if you don't. <laughs> no, no, it was a Greyhound bus. Greyhound bus. <laughs> oh, yeah, this, is, this has got train wreck written all over it. All right, so we finished the 240s by the time we hit Toronto. So he goes to the liquor store to grab two more because we got a layover for an hour. Oh, oh my God. God. Yeah. <laughs> so we're on our way to London, and we got all the, all the university kids on the bus. And it's like, we're having a great time. Uh-huh. Beautiful day. The sun is shining. I'm coming down to hang out with my kid and hopefully take him. Um, so we hit London, and uh, I didn't have any money at the time, so... You just bought... <laughs> it all went to vodka. You just bought four 40s of vodka. <laughs> That's why you didn't have any money, Randy. How was he going to get back? Hey, it's a Bridge Hill crossroad he gets to it. <laughs> so we hit London... And uh, I didn't have any money at the time, so they're inviting us to a party, so I saw a taxi with the hood up. I'm like, hey, I can help you out. You give us help, I'll help you. And the guy's, no, 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 I've got a truck coming. I'm like, don't worry about it. So he turns the key over. It turns out it's just a battery. I'll tighten the cable, boom, it starts. Uh-huh. And the tow truck driver pulls up. Right? He starts yelling at the poor cab driver. I'm like, hey, buddy, relax, right? You know what I mean? You got this. You'll get another $40 call. Well, he swings at me. I go backwards, my ass touches the ground. I jump up, I kick the living. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> and that's where we cut Randy off. 
I, I am suspicious. I, I have a feeling there was something in between there that Randy may have left out. I doubt it was like, whoa, whoa, relax, buddy. You'll get another call. He just started swinging at me, so I kicked the living snot out of him. This is a, a tow truck driver who showed up trying to make a living. He, the tow truck driver had a legitimate beef, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and then yada, 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 he, he takes a swing at me. Like, hold on. Oh, man. Randy started using some foul language. We had to let him go. But I really want to know how the story ends. <laughs> yeah, so if... Uh, hold on a second. The phone is ringing. There's no way. Could it be Randy? Hello? Well, I won't swear. I didn't realize that was a swear word. <laughs> so what happened was I fought with the tow truck driver chased him back to his truck. He tried to call a couple of his buddies, his tow truck buddies, so I, I drew him. <laughs> you now have a tow truck gang after you. Yes. No, luckily I threw him out of the truck, and I took the truck around the box, and I parked it over by clicks. So, you, hold on, you, you got in his tow truck. You're, you've drank probably enough alcohol to kill a small elephant at this point. Absolutely. So I get in his truck, I take it around the block, and I cut through the back alley coming back to finish the fight. Well, I get there, and there's police all over the place. There's an ambulance. They got this poor guy wrapped up like a mummy. I, I mean, I feel bad about it. You know what I mean? Um, Sounds like so I walk up, and I asked the cop directing traffic. I said, what happened here? And he said, oh, some guy beat up the tow truck driver and stole his truck. I'm like, really? <laughs> so the officer's like, well, do you, do you know anybody? You want to make a statement? And I'm like, uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> so I get in the car. Just then, my brother comes around from the liquor store, and I'm trying to give him the eye, like, keep moving, keep moving. Whoa, 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 Your brother had to go, you've, you've bought uh, 80 times two, you've bought 160 ounces of booze at this point. Yes. <laughs> and he wanted more. So, he's coming back, and two cops grab him and put him up against the car. So, like, okay, well, he had nothing to do with it, so he'd be all right. But then they start bouncing them off the car. So now I'm angry again, right? So I kick out the window. I open the door. I go and help my brother. Now I've got 11 police officers on me. Boom. You can feel them as I'm going down, counting them on my back. Right? Smashed my cheekbone, cracked my elbow, broke three ribs. And finally, I'm still yelling, Rick, are you all right, lad? And he goes, yeah. So then finally, I put my hands behind my back, and off the exeter I go for six months. And so, did you quit drinking after that? Uh, quit drinking hard liquor. <laughs> oh my God, Randy! Uh, we hope your behavior has changed. Much, much, All much. Right. It has. I've gotten married. I got my granddaughter. Okay, your priorities yes. have shifted. Absolutely, yes. Good. Yeah, um, and, and like I say, I just want to apologize to that tow truck driver. I'm really sorry for my actions, and I hope he's okay. <laughs> Sure, that makes it all better, Randy. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. The Tash Show Podcast. A big debate going on in the United States whether or not they're going to release 3D printed gun blueprints to the public. Some people arguing that it is part of the Constitution, Second Amendment right to use your 3D printer to print a gun that is made out of uh, plastic-like materials, undetectable, to metal detectors, and uh, yeah, you just make your own guns at home, and yeah, Bob's your uncle. <laughs>
<laughs> a judge in the U.S. blocked the release of the 3D printed gun blueprints hours before they were set to hit the internet yesterday. But this is not over. It still could happen. Have you seen one of these guns, Dev? I have. They, they look almost like a flare gun, don't they? They do. They do have that flare gun look to them. They don't look cool. They look stupid. But it doesn't matter what the gun looks like. If you could get it onto an airplane or you could get it on into an event where a uh, world leader is speaking, stupid-looking gun still shoots bullets, could kill you. And even even if it looks a little like a flare gun now, this is just the this is the start of the, the era first, the of the 3D-printed yeah. guns, and technology moves quickly, and they will no doubt uh, grow in terms of uh, design and style. Yeah, they've, they've already had uh, guns released that look like cell phones. Now imagine you could make a gun that looks like a cell phone that is undetectable to metal detectors. The issue isn't that it's a gun, it's that it's like undetectable if you're going through security. It's that even like even if you're buying a gun there's a process in place in the in the United States people may argue that that progress isn't as rigorous uh, enough so be it. But there's a process in place for a person to acquire a gun and this just completely Derails that. Anyone can download these 3D designs and just start making their own guns at home. Anyone. Uh, Ryan is one of our listeners. And actually, last week, Ryan and I kind of got into a bit of a heated uh, <laughs> text message exchange over gun rights here in Canada. I don't want to get into that, Ryan. I, I just think you are the right person for us to talk to about this this morning because you're very passionate about gun laws and gun rights. Uh, what do you think about... 3D blueprints, downloadable blueprints for uh, these guns being available to the public? Uh, I think it's a bad idea. I think it's a terrible idea for anybody because anybody of any age could potentially make a gun. Um, the undetectable part is, yeah, it's very bad, uh, but the ammunition itself would still be detected by things like metal detectors and so on. So, in the place, uh, the, in the argument of while they'd still be able to see the bullets, mm -hmm. um, they're still going to be able to see that part, but the threat's still there of anybody can have a gun then. You're taking away any background check, so I do think it's a bad idea. I think the states has a lot of uh, uh, things they should incorporate. Uh, further checking, I, I, the Second Amendment is the Second Amendment, open carry, concealed carry. It's not a bad thing, but you have to go through a process to do any of those. Yeah, well, you say the bullets are still detectable. That's, like Devin said, this is just the beginning. They're, they're detectable now, but who knows what's going to happen with ammunition. Uh, 3D downloadable ammunition. Make you, you know, build your own ammunition. Uh, it's, it's already a thing. People do make their own ammunition, correct? Absolutely. I build my own ammunition, so I know the pressures and so on. Um, I've also seen the ballistics testing of plastic bullets. Mm -hmm. um, basically, they're non-lethal. They will cause damage. They're non-lethal, though, because they won't penetrate the body or, uh, or uh, clothing. This is the guy who is behind these 3D gun uh, blueprints. He's talking about uh, how this should be allowed because 
it's in the Constitution. You have more than 20 states trying to block you from making these no, directions right available online. So what do you expect to happen? I expect they won't win. We've already published the files, so I don't know how they could get me to stop publishing the files. President Trump tweeted that he's looking into 3D plastic guns. He said this doesn't seem to make sense. What's your response to the president? I don't sell 3D guns, so the president will understand that in time. Are you worried that the government will reverse its decision? Oh, like I told you, I already uploaded the plans. The ship is sailed. It's public domain information now. That's Cody Wilson. He's the guy who well, he has uploaded these plans for the undetectable 3D guns onto the Internet, and he thinks it should be allowed. Cody Wilson is also, he's got plans to have, uh, start selling a 3D printing system that would make an aluminum, untraceable AR-15 rifle. What do you think of that idea, Ryan? Well, AR-15s are traditionally, the body of them is already aluminum. The only thing that's steel on them is the trigger mechanism and the barrel, but you can buy a composite barrel, which is plastic fiberglass composite barrel, which would make it also not steel. I just think this sounds scary. Does, does well, that, does that not, bother you for me to say that this sounds scary, Ryan? The, the 3D printed gun is scary, but firearms in general are not scary. The firearm is simply a tool. Um, I'm a sports shooter, so I use them for that. They have never punched any or put a hole in anything more than paper or dented a steel target. Now, even Trump yesterday uh, was said he was talking to the NRA, and he says that this idea, the 3D-printed gun thing, doesn't make sense. Do you think the NRA would, would be on board for something like that because they truly believe it, or they think that they can't make any money off 3D-printed guns? I think even the NRA will open their eyes and simply look at it and go, no, this is not safe. Any four-year-old with an iPhone could then download the file and pot- potentially print a gun. Right. Hey, Ryan, isn't it nice that we can get along when we're talking to each other? <laughs> Absolutely. I try to. <laughs> we have different aspects on the Tragically Hip. Um, yeah. But, yeah, no, guns are This cool. is, uh, listen, you don't want to get into the Tragically Hip debate here. You, you love guns and you hate the Tragically Hip? How is that possible? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm the anti-Canadian, I guess. Um. <laughs> All right, Ryan, thanks for coming on the air this morning. Appreciate it. Yep, no problem. Taz, have a great day. The Taz Show Podcast. We're still under the boil water advisory for Glencoe, Dev. Yes, that will remain until uh, tonight or tomorrow morning at the very earliest. Uh, so the hopefully what will happen is they will complete their second round of tests, get the all clear to resume drinking water. If that does not occur, though, it could be extended even longer. But let's hope it ends either tonight or tomorrow morning. They uh, digging things up. I don't know. I I don't know what's going on in Glencoe. I'm assuming they would have to uh, replace some pipes or something if there's some seepage or. Yeah, well, they had the water main uh, pipe that broke, so they if they replace the pipe, they should be able to get it done pretty quick. Dundas Street is really torn up. Yesterday, I <laughs> I had to go down to Service Ontario. I finally because I went to get my my sticker redone for my license plate. I was telling this story a couple weeks ago. I, I got a ticket because I forgot to do it before my birthday. Got a ticket for not having the right sticker on my license plate. So then I went uh, after I realized my mistake to, to get the new sticker. They told me I needed an e-test. So I had to go get an e-test. Finally got the e-test. Went back to, uh, to Service Ontario yesterday. was wondering why there was so much parking available near the market. <laughs> Well, it turns out it's because it's a real nightmare to get through the intersection of Dundas and Talbot. Just give you a little tip. Make sure you go past the Squire restaurant like 
east on Dundas to get around the intersection because if you go uh, to the west, you're walking all the way down to Rideout. You cannot cross anywhere in front of Budweiser Gardens on Dundas Street right now. They've got it all torn up, replacing all sorts of uh, stuff underground. I was at the Squire uh, the other day. Nice little place. <laughs> no trouble getting there, Dev? Uh, no, I had some trouble getting I mean, it's well, that's one of the reasons I went is just because of all the uh, the construction. Yeah, well, you, you got to support these places. Uh, if If you're looking to do some shopping, majority of the stores are open down there and the businesses, so... Get down there and support them because this is a necessity. They got to tear the streets up. They got to replace the infrastructure, and it's going to be gorgeous when it's done. But uh, some of the businesses will be struggling because they don't have the foot traffic. You don't have the cars driving past, seeing the signs. Uh, I popped into <laughs> Milos, ah. which is a craft beer place. There went into Service Ontario, took a number. I said to the lady, there's a ton of people waiting in there. I said, how long do you think this is going to be? She said, the average wait time right now is 45 minutes. I said, okay. Took my number across the street, had a brewski, went back. Perfect timing. They called my number as I walked back through through (laughs) the door there. So They need, if you're smart, you're a bar right near Service Ontario. You should get a live feed of the numbers that are being called. So people can come into your establishment, have a bite to eat, have something to drink, wait to go, and and, uh, and get their business taken care of. Service Ontario should just start up their own bar and have like a little cannabis, a little, a little marijuana, maybe a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> what? Well, you know, we're getting into the to the pot business. Sure. Yeah, a little CBD oil. Have a little bit of the uh, have a little pot while you wait. Why not get a dance floor? <laughs> Service Ontario is now the hottest nightclub in town. <laughs> the Tash Show Podcast. You may have seen this story <laughs> online yesterday. Some thieves went into the San Antonio Aquarium in the middle of the day, picked up a three-foot-long shark out of an open tank, wrapped it in a blanket, and pretended it was a baby, walked out of the aquarium. They disguised a shark as a baby and stole it. Here is the police chief talking about the crime. Obviously, somebody that knows something about the sharks and knows something about uh, um, what they were doing and why they were doing it. There's a vehicle that they got a good license plate number four that they believe was involved in it. Once they took it out, they put it in some kind of blanket, went into the uh, like a secure area of the building, and the blanket was wet. You could still see the water running off of it. There were employees that witnessed uh, the actual theft and actual uh, inside the employee area, and an employee that uh, followed them out and tried to. Um, get them to look inside of the stroller that was dripping water, uh, but they, they didn't stop and they left. <laughs> Is that of a movie? I hope they put a soother in the shark's mouth <laughs> and a bonnet on it just to help with the disguise. That's an ugly baby. How do you get the shark out of the tank? They reached in. Have you not seen the security camera video, Dev? They reach in. It's an open tank, so they reached in. I... Pff. I, I'm assuming this was premeditated. Oh, well. So they just waited until the shark got close enough. They reach in and they grab it, like <laughs> scoop it up. There was an online posting for an, the exact same type of shark for like $300 right after in San Antonio. So they're not that expensive. So, yeah, but so like you go to all that work for $300? 
Well, we got some good news this morning. They have found the culprits. And here is a spokesperson from the San Antonio Aquarium talking about uh, the case. We worked really hard to get her. Uh, she does come out of a breeding facility out of California. I cannot believe uh, what she's been through. She's a little fighter. She, she's a survivor. Um, I'm very proud of her. The shark has been returned. It's alive. So they had it out of water for a little bit. They got it back in the water, and the shark is is living at the aquarium again. The shark's name? Miss Helen. (laughs) (laughs) Miss Helen has been... What if this was... Like, what if Miss Helen hired these people to rescue her? (laughs) Please, just, just take me out of here. Put me back in the ocean. Just for just get me out for one afternoon. That's all I ask. <laughs> Miss Helen's wild afternoon. <laughs> this has Pixar movie written all over it. <laughs> the Tash Show Podcast.